Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Political Agenda with me, PJ Thumb, brought to you by New Narrative. And today, for the first time ever, uh, it's a collaboration between New Narrative, the online citizen Asia, and Wake Up Singapore. Uh, so I guess we put all the eggs in one basket, and if ISD come through that door right now, they're going to get us all at Value for money there. So before I go on, uh, I am wearing a brown and um, brownish oh, batik yeah. shirt. I'm in front mm. of a uh, map of Southeast Asia. My pronouns are he, him. Um, and uh, this is a production New Narrative. Please do join, support as a member, newnarrative.com slash join uh, or donate newnarrative.com slash donate. We need your support. So joining us today, um, as always, my friend, co-host, Sean Francis Han. Hi, yeah, super excited to be here. Today we finally have the triple threat, right? All three big um, traitors, big, you know, anti-establishment, out to get us organizations. I'm just repeating no, the state okay, narrative. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay, don't worry, I haven't been bought over yet. But anyways, yeah, super excited again to this one. But before we get into it, uh, my name is Sean Francis. I'm wearing a white shirt, black pants, and my pronouns are he, him. Terry, what are you wearing? I'm wearing black and I'm he, him. I suppose. Yes, that's it. All right. (laughs) Terry, can you give us a quick run through as to what on earth is happening? It was just Just a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago that uh, PJ was called up for investigation. The big show, the big hoo-ha, right? And now, you know, know, it's your turn, right? Or at least, you know, it's been going on for a while now. But, you know, for everybody that's been trying to keep up with all the nonsense that's been happening, can you just give us a quick run through? Um, What's going on this round? Why? Well... What happened is uh, on on this Monday, I think we believe it's third of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it fourth of March? I, I can't really forget. I remember. Right. Um, a police officer turned out at my home at seven thirty uh, together with mum, right. uh, who was returning from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, returning to home from work. Yeah. And uh, they told me after asking him them yes. the three officers that they were here to investigate a uh, a possible offense of a uh, contempt of court all right under the administration of justice uh, act all right yes so what was the offending action that instigated this contempt of court investigation so i was baffled myself well when when i when i heard that because um, to my recollection all these articles all the articles and whatever publication that we have made so far mm-hmm surely wouldn't have uh, committed such an offence. Yeah. And they told me that it was a letter uh, written by a... Contrib- uh, actually, not a contributor, by a, a netizen All right. uh, in regards to the opening speech by the Chief Justice uh, sure. for, mm-hmm. for 2021. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and basically, they were just alleging that within the paragraph, there were content that was... Uh, uh, were in contempt of court. Sure. But however, they they were not in a position, neither they would they actually clarify how is it in contempt. All right. And my, during my interview, I, I state clearly that I see no way how the content of the letter would be in contempt, given that mm-hmm. it was addressing the Attorney General Chambers. Yes. And also it was addressing to cases that has already concluded. So meaning mm. no appeal, no further appeal is available. Okay. So there's no way that uh, one would uh, intervene into the uh, the course of justice. Sure. Yes. So what was the content of this paragraph or this letter that you know the the <laughs> state found seditious or found unacceptable? Do you remember? Do you recall what exactly was? No, that's the thing. See, they, right. they, they themselves. 
they they pointed me to two paragraphs. Okay. But but I cannot uh, tell uh, from myself yeah. how how the paragraph itself is in contempt, mm-hmm. given that it was addressing the prosecution. Yeah. Or what I would term persecution by the Attorney General of uh, Chambers yeah. on the three individuals. Mm-hmm. Three individuals, namely, are Pati Yani, Li Shufen, Li Shengwu. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, but the content itself, what, 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 what was the letter saying? So, I mean, I get that, yes. you know, there's no way yes. on earth that this is contempt of oh. court, right? And I think, you know, I'm quite jaded with the system to the point where I feel like, you know, that they're, they're willing to leverage um, very bizarre things at yes. anybody who speaks out against them. But, you know, um, for, for sort of the sake of clarity and context or yes. so, you know, what, what, what exactly did this, this uh, contributor say? Okay, if I want to sum up, basically, she's, mm-hmm. uh, this is an open letter to the Chief Justice to ask him to sound out against the uh, pr- prosecution by the Attorney Generals on yes. individuals like this. Yes. Yeah, because uh, what you're saying that this three, or I wouldn't say all three, uh, she, uh, the Chief Justice did make mention to the Pati Nia's case, yeah. uh, stating that uh, judges sometimes do get wrong, things wrong. Yes. Uh, and then the writer basically asks, uh, why didn't you voice out against uh, what happened to Shen Wu and uh, Xue Fen? Okay. Yeah. And then um, goes on to make uh, other points. All right. Uh, and I would sum up as she, uh, the, the writer, mm-hmm. uh, pointing out that the, the court should actually voice out against such prosecutions. All right. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, that takes us to um, the broader context of uh, a series of attacks that's been going on uh, against TOC for just the longest time ever, right? But I think the one that's currently ongoing and that's most pressing is the one that's sort of recently developed where you sued um, for criminal defamation by the prime minister. So can you sort of take us through that? Sure. I think people, you know, a lot of my friends are confused because of the various cases that yes. I have. So uh, I'm not sued by the Prime Minister for criminal defamation. All right. I'm sued uh, by the Prime Minister under civil defamation law. Civil defamation, yes. okay. Uh, but at the same time, uh-huh. I'm also charged with criminal defamation. Okay, that's sorry. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's okay. So in 2018, mm-hmm. December, uh, no, uh, yes, December, I was charged for criminal defamation All right. for, for publishing a letter mm-hmm. that uh, allegedly alleged the uh, c- corruption of the cabinet. Sure. That's the charge that's put against me. Okay. Subsequently, mm-hmm. in September 2019, yes. I was sued by the Prime Minister okay. for uh, defamation. All right. Yes. Is this the same letter? No, no, no. no it's separate, separate cases. Separate. So, so we are uh, somehow. Sometimes I also uh, lose track over the articles that I get sued for. All right. Okay. Then I think yeah. that this needs to be, you know, this needs to be roundly uh, clarified because I, I, I had a poor idea um, yeah. of, of what exactly has been going on. Yes. So, okay, twenty eighteen. Yes. You get charged with criminal defamation for publishing a letter. For publishing this is a letter. Costa. Yes. 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 This is with the Costa. Right. Okay. So what was going on in this letter that led to this charge? So this letter, uh, I wouldn't go into the, uh, the, the whole letter itself, but, but the offending letters, uh, uh, sorry, the offending paragraph yes. had a uh, point in terms of 
uh, corruption at the highest echelon. This was the particular that line, line in particular. which right. they, they draw reference. And right. the IO, the investigating officer, has testified on the stand, mm-hmm. stating that he viewed that, that that particular line was referring to the cabinet. That's, yes. that's his view. All right. the, the line doesn't say it's cabinet, but his, it is a view that that line meant the cabinet. Yes. And it was his view that that constitute criminal defamation. And, and he went to file a police report on himself. On, on, on that. I'm sorry, by himself. By himself. All yeah, right. By himself. Okay. Mm. So you, you met the person who, hmm? who, who filed the... Like how do you the know who works? You okay? So you yeah. know who so, it was so, that filed it. So, All right. So you know, this is the the old saying going, uh, own self report on self. So it because it is so bewildering that you have the police officer yes who filed the police report saying that an offense is uh, committed, and then subsequently he is the guy who go and investigate that offense. What is that that permitted? Uh, uh, according to the Singapore law, yes. Uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. because, so so because the what's what's really puzzling, right? That only at the trial itself, no, I oh, sorry, lead up to the trial, then we realize that it is not the IMDA who filed the police report, which which enthusiast one eight was told to everyone, including by the police. Yes, but it was revealed subsequently that it was the police who filed the police report that a criminal defamation has been committed. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. So so initially there was, I mean, uh, to use the government term, a falsehood that there, it was the IMDA who filed the police report. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying a deliberate falsehood, but it was false that the IMDA, and that was how it was originally published. I I would dare dare say on record that it was deliberate. (laughs) Oh, okay. But but see, the problem here is Ponma does not apply to the ministries. Yeah. So, so, Th- that's the whole problem with Popma from the very beginning. Well, there's a lot of problems with Ma- Ma- <laughs> but, but that's yeah. the key problem where ministers and ministries can say all the falsehood they want yeah. or, or, or not uh, regardless whether it's the deliberate or indeliberate but they can say and mm. they will not be prosecuted for it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, unless another minister wants to report no. Another minister, it, right? It, it, no, the problem here is only that the specific ministry can make the report. Yeah. Meaning, say, I'm the minister. Oh, I see. If, so if you're talking about your own ministry and yes. you say a falsehood. Yeah. The other ministry cannot intervene. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the case where all the ministers have their powers. Oh, I can actually look at other ministries. There's no check and balance uh, in that sense. Right, because right. the minister of that particular ministry can only check and balance his own, own purview. So say, for example, if I say uh, a dam has overflowed. The home affairs of a minister cannot come and say, that, "Oh, this minister, uh, this ministry has lied because there is no overflowing." Right. But the only the the M uh, the MEWR minister can actually make uh, correction mm. because that pertains to the ministry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why the Pogma law was was crafted in such a way that all ministers have powers because they would be able to know minute. Uh, details of the their ministry, mm. the the details, and then uh, issue a correction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that kind that brings us on to the next uh, case, which is ongoing, where mm. you're being sued by the prime minister. Ah, so okay. can you tell us about what's going on there? <laughs> uh, so, okay. So we have reached the final part, uh, in which uh, the. Uh, so the, the 
the cross-examination has finished. All right. And we have already submitted our last submission, okay. our written submissions yes. to the court. And so yeah. the court has to now decide whether or not a, def uh, a defamation has been committed yes. by, by the article that we published. Yes. Uh, which is about the... Um, uh, which is about Ho Ching sharing a toxic, uh, a post that that talks about uh, distancing, cutting ties with toxic relatives. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so this that, is the current one. This is where you're being sued by Lee Hsien yes, yes. All right. Uh, um, so okay. other than that, what is hampering the pros uh, the process of this particular suit is that the prime minister has also decided to sue my writer right. for this letter in a separate suit. Okay. Who, uh, because my writer is based in Malaysia, so he decided, on advice of his lawyer, Davinder mm -hmm. Singh, mm -hmm. to sue my writer who is based in Malaysia in a separate suit. Yeah. So because initially, my in my case, I decided to represent myself. Yeah. However, because my writer was based in Malaysia, and given I. I as in she's young, so I don't think she would uh, be able to defend herself. So I, I can't I can't uh, make allegations about why uh, the prime minister decided to sue my uh, writer separately yeah. instead of uh, putting her as a third party in the, the suit that I am. But I would just say that this this has convoluted the whole thing, making things so complicated. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So did he? Yeah. Uh, did, did the prime minister Lee Hsien Loong sue her in a Singapore court? A foreign citizen, or did he sue her in a Malaysian court? The former. So mm. he sued her in a Singapore, right? But she's not resident in Singapore. She's not a Singaporean citizen, and presumably she has not been in Singapore for a long time. Uh, but he can get a judgment um, in a Singapore court, and po possibly enforce it against a foreign citizen in another country. Um, I mean, I guess enforcement is a different issue, but he's yes. actually suing a foreign, foreign yes. citizen. So, what, okay. what you've described is exactly what would likely transpire, right. which is, which is uh, since my writer has not entered into appearance, has not uh, sought to defend herself. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the Prime Minister has already gotten a ju uh, summary judgment, just oh, like oh, okay. in the case of Roy Ng. Okay. Uh, so the, the only hearing that is uh, coming up next is the hearing of damages. Right. So okay. uh, the but you have noted the right thing, which is how do you enforce? Because uh, if you were to go back in time, Teng Liang Hong's case. Yeah. What happened is when the when the Singapore ministers tried to enforce the defamation uh, uh, damages from the defamation suit, the Malaysian uh, courts did not uh, uh, enforce that. They said no, go back. <laughs> and I, I met up with Teng Liang Hong, uh, I think two three years ago, oh, yeah. and he told me that uh, he was his assets in Malaysia was protected. Okay. Because the Malaysian court refused to entertain the uh, yeah right. the claims. Yeah, okay. okay. Luckily for him, yeah. Okay. All right. So I want to kind of come back here to yes. the article, the offending article mm -hmm. about something quite bizarre, right? I mean, about Ho Ching making a Facebook post. So, so what exactly is going on there? I think the only thing is bizarre because uh, uh, we all know that Ho Ching uh, makes a lot of Facebook posts a day. In yeah. fact, we, yeah. we, we, we calculated, uh, through, we documented through CrowdTangle, uh, Facebook's uh, algorithm. Yeah. Uh, um, portal and we, we calculated on average he, her Facebook post makes about 200 posts a day 200 huh? posts a day yes yes it's not kidding 
200 posts but a day. But she's CEO of Tomasic. <laughs> Where she got time to post 200 times a day? I don't think she has a team or whatever, but it's very clear from her posts. While some are post automatically by system or by a team or something, some of the posts are clearly posted by her. So I would also dare say, probably on a daily basis, she makes about five, four or five posts uh, herself at least. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. So she has a team, maybe. I mean, Wake Up Singapore or, doesn't even or, post that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so 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 how how is this article offensive? I mean, uh, based on the what what the prime minister has claimed. Yes, yes. Okay, see the thing is, the purpose of the article was basically to to note how ironic. Yes. Uh, that Ho Ching is sharing a post about a uh, cutting ties with a toxic family when most of us uh, in public would, would regard her as the one that's been toxic yeah. uh, who, who, who sh- it should be uh, Li Weiling and uh, Li Weiling and uh, Li Xian Yang cutting ties with her instead mm-hmm. yeah that, that, that's what I think most of us would, uh, would, would think so okay. uh, and, and, and that's right and to point out this irony Mm-hmm. I Meaning to point out the irony of Ho Ching sharing this post, we wrote a series of a uh, uh, sequence of events that mm-hmm. pre, uh, predate this uh, sharing of the post. Mm-hmm. So we we listed the uh, uh, Fen's uh, 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 disciplining tribunal brought about by the Attorney General Chambers, All right. which is headed by Lucien Wong, who is the Prime Minister's former lawyer who dealt with Oxley Road. All right. the, the property on Oxley Road. Yeah. And uh, Li Sheng Wu, who was also being sued, charged, sorry, charged uh-huh. with uh, contempt of court, brought about by the Attorney General, again, uh, leading from Liu Xian Wong. Yeah. Uh, and, and even before that would be the uh, 2017, uh, June 2017 dispute between the siblings over the uh, what, what would happen to Oxley. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm. I'm still failing to see mm. um, what exactly here is. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, okay. I get. I, uh, you know. I okay. So okay. So I get that uh, none of it makes any sense, right? This is something we have to get comfortable with yes. living in Singapore. But let's try and step into the mind of the government. Mm. What? Why? Why do you think they got so riled up about this? What do they think uh, is the line you crossed? Oh, on on this, I. I don't think this involves the government because this uh-huh. is actually a personal suit, yeah. individual suit by the prime minister. Was, oh, so, yes. yes. So, but the question here is why did the prime minister yeah. sort feet what, what to did, yeah. sue a uh, editor of a independent news outlet, yes. yeah. uh, writing about allegations by the siblings which has been made two years ago? I mm. think that's the question. Mm. So, so many people has uh, repeated the allegations. So many people has said about the allegations. So many people uh, believe in the allegations. Yes. Uh, but I don't. I, I'm actually on on uh, neutral. It's only when the suit was brought about onto me. Yeah. And I discovered all these documents in uh-huh. the emails that 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 this um that late Lee Kuan Yew has written. Yeah. In regards to his uh son telling him that the house was being gazetted. Yes. Uh, things like that. Then I I somehow changed my mind. Drifted to the other side. Okay. Okay, and so. Your question will be why? Yes. Why? What's why the line that you crossed? I, here? I I don't think it's the line. In it's just mind, I, I yeah. believe it's the timing. All right. When was I sued? When I was sued in two zero one nine December. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, September. At that point, the government had only less than half a year to hold the general election. Yes. And I I, I sincerely believe that, what, 
Lee Hsien Long had a problem with, right, is the allegations made against him by the siblings. Yes. Where where people would look at him and say, that's what you say to the siblings. And and most importantly, he did chose not to sue his siblings. Okay. Despite making that allegations that made all or ran around the whole world. Yes. And and be, because of the stance that uh, that the ministers have been taking so far, mm-hmm. any allegations made against the ministers would have been uh, t- uh, action has been taken against them uh, uh, which, which means that you have to file a defamation mm-hmm. suit against them yeah. so to f- with Lee Hsien Long's inaction some people thought took it as oh there might be some truth to it yeah yes Rather, so, yeah. so so now I'm sort of wondering right mm. if these allegations primarily stem from uh, Lee Hsien Long's siblings mm-hmm. and you are publishing that right and then a corresponding uh, timeline of events yes. why not go after the primary source of the allegations which is the siblings okay from a legal perspective I would need to defend Lee Sin Long by saying that uh, the plaintiff would have uh, the right to sue anyone he desire sure. just like in the case of Yong Zi Hien yeah. 9,000 people shared the post at least 9,000 people shared the post yeah. he decides to go out only after Yong Zi Hien for sharing the post All right. so the 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 Defamation law in Singapore yes. is such that you have the right to pursue anyone and you would not be faulted for for, for singling out a person. Okay. But uh, I mean I get that legally yeah. he has that right, yes, right? Yes. And I think legally there are tons of things which are permitted. Yes. Right. I mean, you know, you can do bizarre things and, and not be um, called up by the law. Yes. But uh, what what sense does that make? Um, well, um, is it like a family thing? Uh, he's he's he so, sorry, wanna... could, could you repeat? I, I mean, in, when in Parliament he already said, yes. you know, he didn't want to sue his siblings yes. because it would uh, basically embarrass his father, his besmirch his father's good name, uh, blah yes. blah blah. So, I think basically that would be his public stance, right? Yeah, that I have already said in Parliament why I'm not going to sue my siblings. Yes. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're, what they're saying is untrue and therefore I'm going to sue the man who reported what my sibling said. All right. Or as we have called it on New Narrative, discretion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what the logic would be. I think what is more interesting uh, for me is what you were saying, the timing of it, because in September 2019, we thought the election would be November. January or oh, November. November. Yeah, we thought yeah. it would be November. Then we thought January. Then we thought March. And then COVID overtook us all. Yes. So what you're suggesting is the reason why he chose that moment to sue you after two years of these allegations was so that people would be afraid of talking about it during the election. Is that what you're saying? No. What, what, you, okay. what, what I, uh, my, my opinion of this is that yeah. he wanted me to apologize. Okay. Because the moment if I were to, uh, um, the moment if I were to apologize, mm-hmm. he would go out and say that, see, this guy has already admitted this is a falsehood. So if anyone else out there were to repeat the thing, uh, he, how to say everyone basically will be scared yeah. into yeah. reporting anything distantly yeah. connected to this mm-hmm. neither right. would any politician dare to say because the thing is if it's if it's stated as a falsehood yeah. by someone uh, especially say the other side then it makes it very hard for people to to continue holding on to this uh, mm-hmm. uh, this stance yeah. that this yeah. thing about 
Yeah. Yeah. Once and it's been tested in a yes. court of law. Mm. Right. And right. if if the case did proceed as as what was intended, meaning uh, it be like within half a year, the thing will conclude. Because if not, if not for COVID, we might be seeing the case hearing much earlier. So you would have the case conclude. Uh, have have. Uh, if the court were to rule in favor of uh, the uh, Lee Sien Long, then he would go out and say that oh, I um the court has um vindicated my name and and right. it is the siblings that is in the wrong, uh, all these allegations are, are falsehood. Uh, he could go proudly and uh, into the. Uh, Sunset. The, <laughs> no, 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 sunset. The, uh, the election booths, uh, election, yeah. and, and, and yeah. say that. And, yeah. Yes, yes. But, but, but <laughs> the thing is, COVID uh, overtook the whole thing and mm. he had no time to deal with that. All right. Yeah. Wow. I'm, okay, I want to yeah. kind of press you here on, yes. on this uh, thing that you brought up just now, which is the documents which um, yes. the, mm. the siblings have. So <laughs> if there are documents available, um, yes. why aren't the siblings kind of presenting that? kind of playing devil's advocate here, but if there were enough to sort of change so, your mind. So this is the question here. Yeah. Why didn't the Prime Minister sue the uh, siblings? Yes. Because if the Prime Minister sued the siblings, mm-hmm. they would have thrown the documents out. All right. right. You, yeah. You, you, you get because they the would thing, be introduced in the court and become yes. public. Yes. yes because right. but the thing is, the siblings were not sued. All right. So I'm the guy who's being sued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... W- if I'm the guy being sued, yeah. how would I receive uh, documents from the two siblings? Okay. Because of course, yeah, they can pass that to me, but but that that looks a bit out of norm. All right. Yeah, because I'm not the party of the what the family dispute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So well, you kind uh, of are now because this. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but but you, you have to understand the, the the funny thing about how I got into possession of all these documents because yes. the, these documents came from the the Disability Tribunal of Lee Fen. Yes. Because the, the Disability Tribunal of Lee Fen mm. uh, revolves around the the seventh bill uh, that Lee Kuan Yew, uh, Lee Kuan Yew made. Yes. And because of the background, the context of this uh, Disability Tribunal, they had to actually uh, uh, give, uh, throw in all the documents. Yes. Yeah, throw in all the documents that they have. Mm-hmm. And... And because of that, uh, I we I spent thousand six hundred dollars, uh, to to purchase the, uh, the, the documents, the public document, uh, from from the disability tribunal. All right. And then from there, flipped through and saw the all this, uh, mm-hmm. incriminate. Uh, what is incriminate? Uh, no, that, that's the wrong word to use. Uh, all this uh, evidence to to support my my mm. uh, my case. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So if not if not for Lee Shortfen, being being. Uh, Persecuted by the Attorney General Office, I would have nothing to act on, and I would have to be forced to subpoena the Lee Weining, Lee Xian Yang to appear in court uh, to sub to sustain what they have alleged in their Facebook posts. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So why why not take that route? Hmm? Why not take that route? Why so, not subpoena so, the two of them? So hmm? why not subpoena the two of them? Okay. So a lot of people actually ask this. Mm. Why don't uh, Xian Yang uh, Wei Ling come to my uh, suit as a witness? Yeah. Because they would you could actually take the stand and then confront. But but the question but you have to understand in terms of strategically speaking, right? Mm-hmm. That will be uh, horrendous because the sequence of uh, the sequence of how the hearing will be heard will be Li Xian Long will take the stand. Yes. And then uh, because he's the plaintiff and he'll be cross examined, mm-hmm. and subsequently my side, which is uh, uh, the my witnesses and myself. Yes. So if if say example, waiting Xian Yang is being subpoenaed uh, on onto my case. So you have Xian Long, 
than myself waiting Xianyang and and uh, not to say that he would but he could Xianlong could make all sorts of allegations about the two siblings yes. and the two siblings has no way to uh, make any allegation that can be crossed as I mean back to the Xianlong wait why mm-hmm. because that's the sequence of how, how the hearing is heard there's no way of you. The, the defense can't cross uh, cross examine the plaintiff. Because the yes, we can. But the yeah. thing is, the oh, but he has to be cross examined before the others. Yes, oh, that's that's, that. that, that's the sequence. So 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 because of the sequence, right? It is advantage for him, for him because bear in mind, even for Lee Sin Long, he can actually subpoena the two siblings. But oh. why did? Why didn't he? Yeah. Because the thing is, if he does that, he would not be given the opportunity to to uh, have Davinda cross examine, say you're a liar, you're whatever. You get I me? Mean? So yeah. yeah. So All right. it, I didn't realize the law was like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think the problem with Singaporeans is that you watch too much uh, like uh, US US TV yeah. court case, even yeah. Hong Kong. So you think that yeah. the court behaves in such a way that it's so all fair. I mean, I thought uh, Hong Kong wasn't that different because Hong Kong British, you know, it's still, it's still British uh, colonial system. Yes. But, but but again, even in Hong Kong court, Commonwealth law, yeah. you, you can't go there. So once it's crosses, I mean, you don't go back. Really? You can't call the plaintiff back and say, oh, do you have any evidence to, to be... Uh, yeah. Okay, I mean, none of us are lawyers, yes. so I won't press this. But it just doesn't yes. seem make sense to me. If someone yes. says something in court, yes. someone else contradicts them, yes. you can't go back to the first person and go, aha, that person contradicts you, what do you say? That will be addressed in written submissions. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so from from a strategy point of view, there's a point, and and most importantly, whatever the plan, uh, the siblings have to say about the allegations, right? They have already said in their open statement, press right. release, and yeah. etc. Right. 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 There's, if you were to bring them to the the stand, yes. they would just repeat the same thing. All right. And. You would ask, okay, so what on what basis are they are making an allegation? Exactly the uh, documents that I have submitted to court, which we we uh, we rely on uh, yes. on our case. All right. And all these documents, all these documents were not presented by the prime minister. Yes. Because okay, so again, from a legal uh, side, uh, when you have this type of suit, you would need to. Uh, uh, submit documents. Uh, okay, sorry. This process is called discovery of documents. Right, right. Uh, so this in this process, right? You have you are supposed to uh, introduce documents that you have in your possession. Yeah. In regards to this case, mm-hmm. right? Right. So so right. I submitted my article. How many readership I had for this particular article? Um, uh, what was what the background in which this article was published, mm-hmm. and the comments that 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 originated in regards to this uh, article. And the uh, prime minister submitted none of the emails that uh, that they that he had. All right. In regards to uh, what the father said about the uh, the will, yes. the house, and etc. It mm-hmm. was only I I had to introduce myself because he didn't he didn't come out with it, and I have to introduce from the. Uh, this will be trying to from digital fan. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. are there are there so so okay, I'm I'm a little bit confused. Yes. There are certain documents that the public nor the court has seen that is in possession of the siblings right now. Is that right? Sorry. Okay. Uh, are there documents which the siblings are holding on to which have not been presented in court or to the public? No. It's it's all in So the, everything's out there. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so everything is out there. I can okay now. I can sort of see why you don't want to subpoena them because everything's out there. Ah, everything's out All there. All right. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah, so it, it's pointless to have them out and and then allow them to be cross-examined by Davinda uh, and for the sake of publicity uh, mm. on the news saying that, oh, they lied. Uh, Davinda put it to the siblings that he that they were liars and so mm. yeah, This is typical uh, game for the establishment. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the it, the fact that they were not there, you see, they, they have, there's no story to be painted. Mm, okay, okay, I, I sort of I sort of get that now. Yeah. Um. And look at what happened when Kwakim Lee had to come come to court. Same mm. thing, people, and it was only when Kwakim Lee came to court that people realized that Kwakim Lee told Lee Kuan Yew in uh, not in the face but through the email that I cannot find a gazette. Mm. Yeah, people okay. didn't realize that, and mm. despite the fact that uh, Xian Yang and Wei Ling had already said that out. Mm. Two years ago, people yes. didn't, didn't catch it that that Kwa Kim Lee told the father that they she can't find records of the Gazette at mm. least at least three times. So why did the father believe that the house was gazetted despite the the uh, was it, there's no record of the Gazette that the lawyer told him told him that the Gazette can be found? Why did he insist to believe that the house is gazetted? Right. Yeah, that's the big, right. biggest question. Yeah. Yes. And also the position that I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now that mm. we sort of cla- uh, clarified that a little Dep- bit, right? Dep- yeah. Mm. Okay. So now that we kind of clarified that a bit, you're looking at uh, potentially how much in damages. <laughs> so, so Davina is... Uh, um, What's the dollar sign? Davina is basing the, the damages on uh, Teng Liao Hong's case, which is 300,000. All right. Three hundred. He he's asking for three hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, for comparison's sake, Roy Ng got hundred and fifty thousand. All right. So, uh, hundred thousand for the initial uh article that he published, mm-hmm. and fifty thousand for aggregated damages. All right. Uh, because subsequently, after apologizing, he still made some subsequent posts and allegations and whatnot. All so, right. uh, he he got hundred fifty. And most importantly, Roy, what 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 is funny about Roy's? Okay, sorry. What is sad about Roy's case is that. Uh, he because he apologized, he had no chance of fighting his case. Despite uh, um, despite having some grounds of why he made such a uh, such mm-hmm. uh, claim. Yeah. Because then, and that's the problem with. Uh, okay, so I I need to distract you for a while uh, because that, that's on yeah. the point that you made yes. uh, much much earlier. That Singapore the problem with Singapore is that there's no public interest law. Yes. Sorry, sorry, there's no public interest defense. All right. So, mm. so yeah. meaning like new narrative, uh, wake up Singapore TOC, right? If we were to publish something that we are of good faith of mm. someone alleging something, yeah. and that is what all news outlet does, yeah. we cannot claim that, oh, we are doing because we are a publication yeah. and, and, and this is our good faith and we are, in, we would definitely apologize or we would retrench, but we cannot uh, defend ourselves saying that, oh, we published this and, uh, uh, in good faith and therefore we, there, there should be no claims made against us alright there, there, you cannot actually make such claims yes okay so this would be something like a, um, mm. quali- like a qualified privilege thing or like you know some a, a law that would protect um, journalists, journalists yes. in the sense uh, you know akin to a situation like Watergate kind of thing 
I, I, I think goes beyond journalists. Uh, so All you right. have academics as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, people basically are not uh, making claims uh, are malicious, uh, but it's more of interest of the public yes. to, to have this yeah. known. That means, hey, you know, the, the, mm. the journalist or the academic is, yes. is saying, hey, there's something a little bit fishy yes. and I have suspicion that something is going on yes. and this something is within the public interest. In Singapore, there's no protection for that yes. whatsoever. Yes. If we don't like what you're saying, be prepared to defend it to so, the so full you, extent so of objective in, truth. In terms of defamation uh, uh-huh. suit, so you only can make two, uh, two stands. All right. Or politics, or prove that this uh, the claim is true. All right. Yeah. Uh, ah. Yeah. And and so you can't even say uh, reasonable suspicion. Like there's a good amount of evidence well, pointing then, in one direction. Well, once you take that stance, you're dead. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because again, there's no public interest. Okay. So meaning, even though if if I'm the the lawyer that's fighting against you, I'll, I'll right. just say that even though you have grounds to believe that it's not true, you still mm-hmm. continue to publish the thing. So I would say this, he's being malicious. Uh, this is how, how a lawyer would <laughs> handle you. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, going on a, I'm going to go on a bit of a round here and I'm, yeah. going to say, I'm going to ask exactly the same question again because yeah. I feel like my ears just failed me. Yeah. If you have suspicion, yes. that's something within public interest. Yes. What if you say reasonable suspicion? Yeah, yeah. reasonable suspicion with a good amount of evidence, yes. but as evidence is, especially for breaking cases uh. Uh, that occur at the highest levels of uh, power and, and uh, the nation, uh, it's going to be patchy. Okay. Right? So there's like a 70, 80% chance, so, but it is an important thing. So what you have said, right, yes. is protected by the fact that government cannot claim for defamation. So if the matter basically pertains to ministry agencies etc., All right. you don't have to worry about defamation because the agency can't sue you for defamation. All right. And if they do, then you have this Derbyshire law principle to uh, they, they, that the gov- Singapore court will have to actually argue okay. against. Okay. So, so when you come to public interest in that sense, in terms yes. of the greater good, in yep. terms of like, say example, uh, poisoning at the water treatment plant, this is the government yes. uh, purview. Unless you're saying that the private company basically uh, screw up and poison the, the water. All right. That, that's a different thing because the government will not sue you. The, 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 private, the water treatment company will sue you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but in this case, yeah. um, the individual in question yes. who is quite, you know, irrevocably tied up with yes. the government and politics in Singapore in general, um, he sort of gets a free pass to come at you because he's a private citizen. It's operating in that. I, w- I wouldn't say it's free pass. I, all I, right. Uh, uh, because uh, all citizens have their right, legal right, to yes. pursue any, any case. Uh, Chum Si Tong himself uh, uh, made, made a several, uh, I think, two successful <laughs> defamation yes, yeah. claims against the PAP MPs. Okay. Um, so I think that's fine. All but, right. but the question is, why is the highest paid uh, civil servant in the world mm-hmm. going after an individual who basically didn't make the allegation himself? Mm. And that, that should be the, the, the question there. Okay. Because I, I don't deny that there's uh, rights of an uh, individual to yes. pursue legal action. Yeah. But one have to consider his position mm-hmm. on, on what matter to, to take, uh, take matters with. Yeah. Take okay. with. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, it still strikes me as odd because nobody's interpreting this as, as you know, uh, a defamation of like uh, on a personal level, right? It, this is quite wound up with, um, with politics though. The line between it's, the it's, personal it's, 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 and the public it's, it's, it's is blurry. Very, it's very blurry because yeah. of the people who are involved. We are yes. talking about the Lee family. Yes. In, in, 
I, I dare say in some eyes of some uh, uh, that, citizens, they are, the Lee family is keen to royalty. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's like that, and which is why people believe that the Prime Minister seat is inheritory. Where, where where you just pass to the next, pass to the next. Yes. Uh, because you're the one who's, you're the one, you're the chosen one because you're the, the descendant of the LKY. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh. So, so, and that's why this suit itself is very murky. Yes. That, it, that while the basis of the suit is on uh, like personal affairs, but yes. because in, the, in, it intertwines into the most important person in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean that that sounds a bit murky. I can sort of see that. But mm. h- how are you fighting this case? Um, do you have uh, a, a legal team? Uh, how are you affording that? And what's the sort of effect that it's taken on TOC as an organization? Well, I, I fought the case myself all the way up to, I believe it was last year, mm-hmm. November. All right. And subsequently, I got uh, Lim Tian. Okay. Uh, Lim Tian, uh, a lawyer and politician from People's Voice to represent me. Since he, I, I uh, assess his uh, ability in defending Leong Zi Hien in, yes. in, in, this, in another defamation suit with the Prime Minister. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I think he, he, can, he can take it. Okay. So I got him in and represent. And also, this, this is about uh, advantage and disadvantage about representing yourself. Yes. As a layman, you'll be, giving a lot, you will be given a lot of latitude. Mm-hmm. by the judge to yes. ask certain questions or to um, uh, make some fault, uh, mistakes. Yes. But the problem here is, as a uh, defendant person, mm-hmm. you can't hide, uh, okay, I'll use the word hide, you can't hide or be protected by a lawyer. Yes. So certain things you you must say, All right. because if there's a no lawyer, that's behind, maybe above you. And when you have a client and a solicitor, mm-hmm. Then the communication between this this two will be privileged. Yes. But if I'm the defender myself, mm-hmm. when say the other so this girl asked me something, I can say, oh, uh, is this uh, privileged uh, information? I, I myself, how can how can it be privileged? Mm. I mean, you can just ask me. I the, so the the position would I would have to take is that I am I I'm unwilling to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. So all right. it's it's all this advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have the costs uh, cost. affected you? Um, I think at this moment it the cost is about five figure. All right. Ten, twelve, twelve, thirteen thousand. Wow. And bear in mind, Lim Tian has uh, represented me pro bono. All right. So all this all these fees that you're talking about, these are the uh, court filing fees. These mm-hmm. are the. Uh, court filing fees and uh, the transcript transcription uh, fees yes. and, and miscellaneous. Okay. Yeah, so we haven't talked into um, terms of uh, paying for the legal fees of the other side if I were to lose and also the damages. All right. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, so how has that affected TOC thus far? I mean, uh, right now it looks like this is a, a severe blow, right? 12,000 is no meager sum. Yeah. Uh, um, Again, to sidetrack it. Okay, yes. <laughs> the Prime Minister, in, in, in the case of okay, uh, Prime Minister, mm-hmm. he could have jolly well sued uh, the entity that house, currently house TOC, which yes. is a private limited. Yeah. If he does that, uh, and then which he did for like, say, uh, I think Far Eastern or, or the other other agencies, right? Yes. He fought against the, the company and then the data. Mm-hmm. So when, when when you have that, right, the 
the individuals are protected behind the entity. So even if the entity were to go bust, you don't affect the individuals. Yes. But this in this case, he went after me directly. Yes. Mm. So and he. I would, I would say he would know that the company is owned by me. Yes. So if he bankrupts me, he also close down uh, TUC. So it's, he he wants to actually get the whole the whole thing. Like which is, in the butt. Like. Yeah, maybe in the butt. So it comes after me. Instead right. of going after the uh, the company that, right. that the site is actually okay. belongs to. So it's, I would say that it's very clear the intention, what the intention is. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so how does it affect? I wouldn't say it affect the site's operation but because I'm the only guy running the site yes. so of course it affects me in terms of mentally or mm. financially yes yeah. okay I mean mm. I, I hate to have to come and ask this dark question but what are the prospects looking like here right uh, are you confident that you're going to win um, and then what happens from there you know there's one scenario where you win the case and mm. there's one scenario where you don't win the case can you tell us about both pathways oh, okay so so uh, I think that that would be a better um, a way of dealing with. So if I were to win the case, yeah, uh, then I will just make claims against him uh, for the uh, the fees that that uh, yeah. that I've incurred over incurred, the yeah. yeah over the course and of then the you, hearing. And you break even there. Uh, yes, right. I'm not supposed to profit from from yeah. this. Uh, I mean, you uh, know, I mean, after just the sheer emotional uh, and, and toil it, and suffering. And, and this is the problem with this. Uh, you uh, just what, escape. Why, why call it <laughs> slab, right? This is called slab, right? Strategic, uh, uh, strategic litigation against yeah public slap. yeah it's slap yeah. this is slap this is slap um, case right. For, right. for those of you who don't understand you see, uh, people with money, people with resources, mm-hmm. they, they are not fighting all this legal case themselves, and mm-hmm. to them right this are this are like chicken feed money, and yes. uh, they could just hire hire a the top paying uh, the best barrister, uh, fight his case. Just flood the the defendant with all sorts of authorities or like uh, uh, or, or or legal proceedings. Yes. Even if even if they were to lose, mm-hmm. the the plaintiff were to lose, right? Yeah. What damage, What kind of uh, effect does it uh, in uh, put on to the plaintiff? Nothing, yeah. because to them it's just money. Mm. Whereas for the other side, the one being the normally they do not have money. Mm. They are they are they lack in resources whether in terms of manpower and or in terms of finance yes and therefore they are unable to cope with their normal day life yes or their operation and at the same time having to deal with this so because of this split mind on the split mind on uh on dealing with the work and and the liquidation most of the time they will lose mm. yeah yeah uh, most of the time they will lose because they, they can't be fighting both as well so if they were to just quit whatever they are doing, yes. the operation to focus on the litigation and win, the plaintiff also will have achieved his objective because, because the mm. purpose is actually to distract the person from doing what the person is is meant to be doing. Mm. Right. Yeah. So the, the mm. just to clarify for the, for mm. our audience, yeah. SLAPP, Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. So it's basically a lawsuit designed to censor, intimidate or silence critics by uh, burdening them with the cost, the financial, the emotional, the time cost of a legal defense until they abandon their criticism or their opposition. Mm-hmm. So you don't the, the the plaintiff doesn't win by winning the suit. They win by making the cost of the 
uh, criticism so high that they abandon the criticism and that's exactly what's being targeted mm. yeah. e- even if they were to lose the case meaning they have to pay for the legal fees yeah. they still have won because the, yeah. the objective is to just hamper the, yeah. you know, the person yes. yeah I think mm. as we both know mm. you know the, the time that we've had to spend defending ourselves against this unrelenting government onslaught whether it's through the media, whether it's through proxies, whether it's direct criticism, accusations of being a traitor, blah, 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 mm. or whether it's through actual lawsuits, mm-hmm. takes so much time and energy and effort and emotional labor on yes. our part. So, you know, I like just a few weeks ago, we talked about the emotional cost for me and I can't imagine what it must be like for you because you've had, you know, way more lawsuits than I have. And you've, it's, this is your 10th year doing this, isn't it? You started 2011, you became editor-in-chief 2011. Well, actually it's 1-3. 2013, uh, okay. I started volunteering with TOC in 1-1. One, one. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So basically 10 years with TOC and eight years as editor-in-chief and you have been through the ringer. I mean, mm. you know, I, I really respect how you're still doing this because it's it's clearly taken so much. It's taken so much from me. I can only imagine what it's taken mm. from you. It's it's said in the way how the how's it, the Singapore social media pla- uh, landscape has changed. You know, back when when I started volunteering with TLC, it was was uh, the home landscape was booming. Mm. You had so many blogs that was actually, uh, yeah. coming out having people uh, making comments uh, or, or, or commentaries or opinion on current affairs. Uh, back then, TOC basically were just collating all these commentaries and then publishing. Mm-hmm. But but as uh, as it happens in two zero one three onwards, you have more laws being passed yeah. on on going after people who, who publish uh, things online. And you you, you 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 just look at it. Look at Singapore now. Can you name any individual blogs out there that mm-hmm. that has substantial following? Even Alex Sal stopped blogging. Yeah. Yeah. So so instead of uh, Singapore developing into a more diverse and more outspoken liberal, I wouldn't say liberal but, but more uh, and having more robust debate. robust debates uh, yeah. as a developed country should be mm. we are getting more and more communist uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so yeah. one option is you get a slap double P um, mm. and you uh, just suffer the damages emotional and financial um, if I lose, but TOC continues. What yes. happens if you lose? So, uh, so the problem here is the. I really doubt they can get the three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. That they want for. All right. That makes no sense. So uh, what is going to happen in all likelihood? Uh, but it would depend on the judge all because right. the judge will have to assess. Okay. Uh, uh, on on what kind of damages did uh, Lee Hsien Long suffered and yes. what corresponding what what corresponding damages should be mm-hmm. paid out to him. And bear in mind, uh, my writer is also being sued at the yes. same time. So we would have to split the damages mm-hmm. or be attributed based on what the judge uh, deem it to be. Sure. So the question is, would TOC be affect, uh, affected? Yes, if I do not have enough money to pay out. And uh, because he's suing me, mm-hmm. therefore he would definitely, uh, the plaintiff, Lee Long, would definitely go after me uh, for my entire assets, mm-hmm. which basically is just TOC. <laughs> so so um, yeah, to cl- have this, the site closed down, to have it uh, auctioned off, or etc. Okay. That, that's a, that would happen. Yeah. Okay. If I don't have the money. Basically. So that's, mm-hmm. that's quite scary, right? Because on top of shutting down one of the biggest... Um, 
alternative news sites in Singapore, that sets also a very scary precedent for independent journalism in Singapore. Because then it becomes, well, they took down one, they can take down another, right? Well, as I said just now, you don't have much outlets nowadays to be... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like in, in the early... Okay, I wouldn't say when I started off, but uh, let's look at uh, one five. Yes. There were there were like three or four more uh, independent outlets out there. Yeah. So probably then uh, to make such a statement, yes, I would say. But now, the the independent platforms out there mm. are really just just <laughs> just a couple of few. The yeah. rest that you see out there are already supported by the government. Mm-hmm. So the the uh through advertorials, through sponsorship, through like uh, all this collaboration. Yes. So they wouldn't be afraid of that. If even if they were to make a mistake, yeah. it's just a slap on the face and just apologize. Yeah, I they okay. won't um, they won't expect to see anything drastic. So yes. yeah, that's quite an important reminder there, which is the yes. scene has already shriveled up. It has yes. already kind of collapsed yes. under the yes. fear and intimidation. The, so the fortunate thing is that uh, a lot of the citizen basically have social media to turn to. Yeah. So whatever stuff they that they face with, they could turn to social media mm-hmm. try to gain attention. But what the uh, but that, that also brings a dilemma because some of them think that they don't have to rely on the media outlets yes because they can just mm. go through social media why 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 need like new narrative wake up signal TOC oh, I can just go to social media and then, and then blast oh, and my problem will be resolved mm. but are you sure uh, because because what would happen is the government will try to make some uh, uh, redress they would go through uh, go through the mainstream media and say that oh we have done this and 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 to pacify the public, but but the matter eventually might not be resolved because there's no one following up. Mm-hmm. You can't be the one following up the thing. I've yeah. seen people following up for like four or five years, mm. and and while the government do come in initially, but eventually because uh, the public interest has died off, mm-hmm. they have no intention of dealing with the thing. So you need an organization to to follow up with uh, certain certain issues. Mm-hmm. And especially when your issue is not individual. Your issue yeah. is something that is cost-based. Mm-hmm. Whether it's LGBT, whether it's it, uh, in, um, uh, incarceration, whether it's it, uh, early childhood education uh, or uh, foreign spouse. Mm-hmm. All those things, you need an organization to be helping to document mm-hmm. to and follow through. And uh, I wouldn't say campaign, but to, to bring out the issues yes. from academics, from the people in question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that kind of makes sense in, in that that's what the government uh, has long tried to do to us to sort of atomize Singapore so that we're all acting individually. Yes. So mm. they can either, you know, uh, address our problems individually or suppress us individually or, uh, you know, just deal with each and every one of us alone because there's no threat. Right, there's no threat to their power, and they don't actually need to make any fundamental change to the status quo, just make individual concessions on a discretionary basis. It's what they fear is when people get together as a group and work for change, and then the group grows and grows, and then they have to concede power or change something fundamental. Yes, and that group can only uh, coalesce if there is freedom of expression, there's the right to assembly, there's the right to association. And there are organizations like TOC or Wake Up Singapore New Narrative to help publicize. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, they're trying to break down all the the sort of fundamental building blocks of a democratic society so that they can exert 
all this power as you've you've, you've mm-hmm. very you know succinctly put it on individuals mm-hmm. yeah. People don't understand. Singaporeans don't understand uh, that mainstream media cannot survive mm. without the support of the government. Because imagine if mainstream media do not have the embargoed news. Mm. Imagine that. Mm. So, for example, if the GST were to change the uh, in the next two hours, mainstream media has the news uh, one hour before. Mm-hmm. Publish the thing. People say, oh, wow, mainstream media is doing a good job to actually bring us the news. Yeah. No, the thing is the news is being fed to them in the first place mm. yeah. for people to rely on the mainstream media for the source of information. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if uh, uh, all of us, we, we get the information as well, we publish our thing, and people would turn to us for information, which the government doesn't want, which is why we don't get press release. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But it's also mm. like the whole financial model, right? Because mm. there are a lot of rules about, say, the government has to publish something in the newspaper. Yes. And who, you know, which newspaper do they pick? Well, obviously, it's the ones that support them, the ones controlled by SPH. And that helps fund the newspapers. Yes. Right? Mm. And historically, Mm. that's been a major, major source of advertising. Um, Mm. To the extent, like, the Singapore Herald, once the government pulled all its advertising from the Singapore Herald, it took out a big chunk of their advertising. And that's a big reason why they had to close down. So again, you know, today, uh, advertising, because so much of our newspaper media model remains advertising, the government still controls that. And that's why it's so important for those of you watching to support TOC, you know, by becoming a, a subscriber. They can go to, you know, and give you the money directly instead of relying, having them rely on advertisements. Mm. The, that's the change of the, the whole media landscape. Because in the past, when, when newspaper first came out, yeah. Advertising was a side income. It was people buying the paper that yeah. then, then was the, the call, which is why the obligation of the, the reporter was towards the, the reader mm. that our duty is to bring you the news. Yes. But, but subsequently, readers felt, felt to, uh, that there was no point of paying for the news that they read. So the, the, what's that? the reporters were then obliged more to the advertisers and the, the people who actually, uh, mm. yeah, basically the, the government. Yeah. Especially with the, the, the birth of the internet. Yes. Um, so newspapers became dependent on advertisements and classifieds in particular. Yes. But then once the internet came, yeah. right, and then the newspapers were putting their news online for free, right. then people got used to not paying for news and now mm-hmm. the news is controlled by, you know, establishment, people who already have money and yes. power and who want to shape the way you think and see the world. And that's why the independent mm-hmm. news media is just so important. Yeah. Uh, I want to kind of take it back a little bit yes, now yes. and just ask you about the personal toll that this has taken, right? Yes. So, I mean, uh, I, I asked this during uh, my interview with PJ as well. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of misconception, I think, about activists or about people who uh, fight the good fight and who do um, work in the public interest, which is that, you know, they're just kind of this figure, they're just this person that you see on a news site mm. or... On, an, on a news article, but you know, you're a real human being, right? So I just want to kind of know how has this affected you personally? How has this affected your relationships? How has this affected your mental health? Well, as I said to the Rice Media in my interview, mm-hmm. basically the moment I decided to step on this path, I, I, I cut all my ties with my friends, uh, my uh, like secondary school friends, etc. Because the thing is, the the only way that this this uh, I would I would say this government would know how to control an individual is actually through threats in terms of uh, to the people who they are connected with, mm. uh, whether is it 
I wouldn't say siblings because my sibling is actually doing fine. Mm. Uh, but but it's the people who may influence the the person. Sure. So if you, I always have this this uh, thing in the back of mind that if I have any connections, I will always be very worried mm. about uh, going even further on this. Yeah. Uh, and then I wouldn't say that I'm prepared to go to jail uh, forever like the rice media road. I'm, I'm just saying that if it comes, then it's so be it. All right. uh, because th- this, if we were to compare what I'm going through mm. compared to the the, uh, the founding activists in uh, Singapore, right? like, yeah. this is actually still chicken feet, you know. <laughs> it's, just bare. It, it's just the... the what, what, what's really troubling if, if someone were to put in my position would mm-hmm. be you don't have much to look for in life yeah. because you, you don't see a, an end of the tunnel. Yeah. It is a constant fight because you know, I can see how much I can earn a month to run TOC, whereas the people I'm going against or I wouldn't say I'm voicing against mm-hmm. is using the taxpayers' money for, to do whatever they want. Yeah. They, 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 they just say, hey, just come on, just go on. Uh, uh, it's just a matter of how uh, okay, so it's running a marathon with the other side on the on the jeep and you're on a bicycle or or, or even worse you're yeah. running. So so the 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 sense of desperation or you know, the sense of you can't see an end to it. Mm-hmm. And it is so much easier to just stop mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do you find this uh this drive, mm-hmm. this I think it's passion to, to keep going. Initially, it was a passion. All initially, right. it was a passion. All initially, right. it was like, oh, I want to make, I want to see independent media because I believe what's lacking in Singapore because we have all the public service. So we have like good fire service, we have good police system, mm-hmm. we have uh, healthcare system, etc. But our media sucks. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. This is something that basically is is by design. Mm-hmm. That the media, and and if I were to look at it. I would say Straits Times is a failed, uh, a failed entity mm-hmm. because given given that Straits Times has been around more than two hundred years, yeah, hundred eighty uh, years. It was hundred and fifty during World War Two, so I think it should be two. Yeah, more than two two hundred by now. Yeah, now two hundred by. They should have been the regional newspaper for mm. ASEAN. Yeah, they, they they should have actually done that instead of SEMP taking over their role. Mm. It should be have them. Mm-hmm. The, and why? Because they were they was they were so comfortable. All the editors having all this pay, a huge pay, the reporters and just reporting the news as what the government wants. Mm. Nowadays, all the international news, uh, sorry, the regional news or internationals are from the news fi- news wires. Mm-hmm. They they don't have their own uh, reporters. We don't have. Singapore reporters going to the site and then doing, doing the reporting. Yeah. Then we should what be Straits Times to be doing. Mm. We, we should have a New York Times in Singapore. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's why I say Singapore media failed because yeah. they, yeah. given the good start that they had and mm-hmm. the established start they have, instead of, uh, they should have been looking to pursuing what their, this, this an organization should be instead mm-hmm. of going for profit by dabbling with uh, property development. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, okay, so, yeah. so that, that's initial passion. But what kept me going is really, you know, whenever I want to stop, then you have people coming up to me with their sob stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not to say, not, not to say it's a custody, but really, really, really uh, crazy stuff. Yeah. I, one really good example would be in 2016. Mm-hmm. I, uh, at that point, uh, TOC was broke. Yeah. Uh, I think two, three hundred dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wow. yeah. And, but at, 
so at that point in time, I think it was in uh, January Feb. Someone came to me and said, "Oh, hey, there's this story. You have to look at it." Yeah. Um. My uh, this person's son was tasked to report on this case, and he was told to to black out on the story, despite actually have one word. Mm-hmm. And this case is actually about the, um, the suicide of Benjamin Lim. Mm. So so, uh, at the point, frankly, I was about to give up, uh, to close on TOC, but mm. but this case came along. And I went down and I reported the thing, mm. and, and was sick. Uh, and you, every, all of us, we know what happened after that. Yeah. And was like scolded by um, uh, K. Shamugan in Parliament in March, I believe, mm. and, uh, uh, over that. Yeah. Uh, but and because of that, uh, support of TOC uh, uh, at that point went up a bit, and and because uh, I can't because people. Uh, because of people's support I can't just say oh, okay uh, I, I already decided to close uh, previously so let's just close yeah you know, so every time when I'm supposed to close you have one really important story coming up and yeah. then because of that important story people start to say oh, I, I will come and support you mm. so it, it becomes like you want to stop but but people push you people want to stop people mm-hmm. start to push you but eventually, yeah. at one point, you would have to stop if if the government does really climb down. Because yeah. then there's a there's a limit to what people can help. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's hope that this is the the incident that drives the support back up. That is, you know, we can at least put some fight together, right? You know, because I think even for the alter, uh, the politician and the alternative parties, really, uh, I don't. Sometimes they don't really trust the citizen that much when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, putting up uh, putting up the, the the support that is required. Yeah. Because uh, because it's really about our upbringing. Mm. We are more self centered. Uh, not not to blame individuals, but because the our, our I mean the circumstances the circumstances like that, we right? we, yeah. we there, there's no social welfare to back uh, yeah. to back on no, and the uh, messaging of you know they'll steal your rice bowl uh, constantly I, I, I think that, that that's that's not not that but the fact that every one of us mm-hmm. we have to at at the same time look after our family at the same time look after our own retirement mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, commitment say to HDB and Sectra. At no point can your rice bowl be disrupted. Yes. And and people understand from the past instances that if you were to go against the government, the government would try means and way. Mm-hmm. Right in, for example, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, um, I, I'm just going to um, uh, point out someone in the comments actually helpfully pointed out the Straits Times was on the 1845. Ah, mm. So it was the 100th anniversary during World War II. Thank you. Uh, is it Gabriel? Mm. Yeah. And um, then um, I think I just want to uh, mention something quickly and then we can segue into the uh, discussion about the upcoming, the proposed law against foreign interference and that ah, whole thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I just want to, uh, and we'll also take some questions in a bit. Uh, but if you're interested in all of this and you're interested in activism in Singapore, New Narrative has our monthly reading group next Friday. Uh, 26 March at 8pm it's called Bacha with New Narrative and you can sign up just the link is on our uh, social media uh, and we have uh, two guests Kokila Anamalai and Jolovan Wam as well as myself will be talking about uh, activism in Singapore and tickets are based on donation minimum donation of $1 50% goes to New Narrative and 50% goes to the Transformative Justice Collective mm. so if you'd like to talk more about this learn more about this do join us
Okay, so coming back to this, mm. right, so September 2019, Sean gives a speech where he specifically says we must guard against foreign interference and he cites two publications, New Narrative and The Online Citizen. Yeah. Well, he cites you first and he focuses on you and then he talks about us. Yeah. So definitely we are in their crosshairs and specifically this law which Josephine Teo, just at the last sitting of parliament, yeah. brought up again. Uh, about the need to prevent quote-unquote foreign interference yeah. even though of course let's face it the Straits Times gets more foreign money than TOC or New Narrative yeah. right so how do you define foreign interference right Channel News Asia has more foreign subscribers than either of us way more money than either of us so uh, and then on the flip side, so many Singaporeans read the BBC, listen to the BBC, mm -hmm. Al Jazeera, the New York Times so how on earth do you think they're going to do this? Mm. My recollection, my, my, my experience with the Singapore government is that whenever they have such a declaration, it'll take one year mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. them to come up with that law. They already have this law in mind, but, right. but they, this is the, 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 the Trump, the horn, the horn to sound, okay, this is the start of the campaign. The, uh, uh, was it the Trump balloon? Yeah. The, no, no, it's not Trump balloon. No, the Trump balloon. It's just like, uh, in the case where you know the elected presidency yeah. where they start say okay we will uh, we would start a commission or uh, a committee select committee no no it's not because like it was a commission it yeah was so a commission a, yeah. right so this commission was was set up and they say to 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 get ideas oh no there was a there was a poll first there was a poll first by I think IPS or something oh, to, really? to to say about or oh, people are to still the ground, uh, right? people are racial still racial bias. Uh, and then <laughs> and because of this they start with this community to, to say to, to receive our opinion on how should we change the uh, the elected presidency and and with that then we, we come to this uh, the changing of law this is their SOP their standard operating procedure yeah. they, they would th this would be the horn to say okay this would be what we're gonna do and they would do all this thing it's, it's mm. a, I think believe for all the a ridiculous law they have passed. Admission of justice is one. Mm. Uh, Pofma, of course. is also, yes. yes. Yeah. So all this take about a year. They, yeah. they will actually set out all the grounds before they would throw this and, and cite all these things that will happen uh, beforehand. So your question is, so how would you apply given that the BBC or the New York Times? Yeah, how are you going to write a law that, that you know, I, foreign, what the hell is foreign appearance in this day and age? Uh, I'm not too sure also though, because the 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 current law itself already controlled it quite well. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay, sorry, um, not well, but but to their to their interest, mm. uh, stating that that for media for media outlets uh, that that IMDA deem fit to regulate, they will have to declare their source of income, mm -hmm. which still is under, um, uh, and and then see and that goes back to your point of discretion. Because that law can be passed and not applied. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's and this is the thing. So your 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 point about how can it be applied? Uh, how can it happen when you have all this discretion? You can have the law, but yet not applied to all these international bodies. So it's gonna be a bit like mm. like Pofma or whatever, where Worse. someone <laughs> yeah basically someone's gonna have the uh, uh wait are you are I'm you the, saying okay are you saying two things one is yeah. like. Uh, there's the 377A model. Yeah. There's the law on the books, but we don't enforce it. And then suddenly they do enforce it one day or something, yes. right? Um, or there's the POFMA model where a certain 
person or agency is given the authority to decide when to enforce the law well, the, and it makes no sense about you know it, it doesn't have to make any sense about why we go after this person and not that person mm. so you're saying it's more of that latter you think okay I think the the problem here is the IMDA should be the agency looking at this by right yeah IMDA uh, when we yeah. talk foreign first but however the way how the, the fact that it was Josephine Teo under the Ministry of Home Affairs making such an announcement yeah. means that this law would be coming from the Ministry of Home Affairs. Right. So right. so this intervention is not going to be from a media perspective. Right. Although it covers media perspective. So it also covers, it would likely also cover uh, organizations. Right. Uh, That's what Shan said, right? Uh, the law would cover both organizations, yeah. sorry, yeah. organizations and individuals who are, you know, who have received foreign inf- uh, funding or who uh, have significant uh, foreign links or whatever. Yes. And specifically, he talked about you, talked about me, talked about Kirsten, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which, again, you know, I mean, like, how do you define that? So it seems like the only way to do it is to just have a law that says at any given time, we can just declare this person to be a foreign agent and cut off all their funding from Singaporeans. It's the oh, most arbitrary law ever. I don't think it's the issue. It would not be on funding. It would be immediately make an offence. Uh, my view, my view, because funding is already covered uh, by yeah. the political act, by uh, by political, uh, or in your case, IMDA, IMDA could have actually jolly well come in and say that you you they can buy your site or yeah yeah uh, sure you buy website yeah want. they can do whatever they want but see that's the thing there's already laws so yeah. what is missing, what's missing is that you are all these things still can happen because so long the individuals they just. Uh, they they was hunker down and they just uh, move on. They still can do what they want. What is missing is you don't have a law that makes what uh, the their their existence being illegal. It makes our existence be so. So the fact that so you the fact that you uh, have connections with people overseas yeah. that devil with Singapore uh, Singapore affairs whether political social or uh, medical or etc. It doesn't matter. The fact that you are dealing with people overseas on Singapore matters right. would make you a uh, suspect for offence and you'd be investigated. Whether you're, comp- so, or you're, whether you're, whether you're going to be uh, successfully charged is one thing. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that you, you all these lines are actually uh, applicable, right? So, okay, right, you'll, right. Be, you'll so, be investigated. So you're saying the law will be something like it is illegal for a Singaporean to act... Uh, with a, a, uh. who has a connection to foreigners yeah. to act to what against Singapore interests influence to influence to affect to uh, to even talk uh, I wouldn't say even talk about but, but to have a slight even a slight risk of affecting influencing mm. Singapore politics right but that's okay and then it, but it won't be applied against everyone because that's basically anyone yes. Any company with foreign direct investment, right. any company that has a foreign employee, uh-huh. you know, all that would all count, right? They're going to jump in and say that, oh, you know, they're not interested oh, in okay. influencing the political sphere. But they do because foreign multinationals yes. all have lobbyists. Yes, Lobbying are. is a multi-million dollar yeah. industry mm-hmm. in Singapore and they pour in so much money into yeah. changing. Actually, the yeah. whole point of lobbying yeah. is to change our laws, yeah. right? But the these guess. are business laws. Yeah, the We're trying mm-hmm. to change civil rights laws, yeah. human rights laws, but it's still the same thing and they have way more money than 
So they're just going to ignore all of that. If I if I were to put the head of the ministry, right, I, I would give this example. Remember the Chinese uh, the uh, professor from the NUS yeah, 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 uh, who yeah. got deported because of the uh, whatever he's done. Yeah. But because this is not a, uh, uh, this is not an offense proper offense, so the ministry are helpless to to take action against it. Mm-hmm. But they use what sedition or something or no? They just they deported. Just deported. Uh, they just deported. Okay. Uh, so if he was Singaporean, you're saying that this. Singaporean. No, he will use that as a foreigner. He, uh, I, I, if I'm in the ministry, I would say he should have been charged. <laughs> right. Uh, because this is foreign intervention directly. Well, what uh, about the Sedition Act? They have the Sedition Act, what? No, sedi- Sedition covers what? Other than race. Sedition covers race, uh, religion. a lot of different things uh. that to undermine the the, the governance. Of, I'll, look, I'll look up the exact... Uh, but I, I believe that threshold is a bit too high. Oh, okay. Uh, so we, are, we are talking about something even... Lower, mm-hmm. so uh, LGBT issues is one. Sure, uh, yes. That that could be 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 affected. Mm-hmm. Where you we, we have like ties with international LGBT communities. Yes. Uh, on same sex uh, marriage or like uh, LGBT rights. Mm-hmm. So long we have, uh, but I don't think they will touch everything. But I'm just giving an example. Yeah. Uh, they would d- definitely be looking more on the civil rights. Um, and civil rights media. Mm, uh, even the legal yes yeah. right. mm. so, so it says mm. here under sedition act yes. clause uh, 3.1a yeah. a sedition tendency is a tendency to bring into hatred or contempt or to excite disaffection against the government yeah. that covers everything uh. that covers you that covers me that covers everyone in the street that covers everything but like 90% of the comments on the Facebook and YouTube threads right now are complaining <laughs> about the government so yeah. that, that's all covered under sedition mm. you know why do you need a new law I suppose your point is sedition is too high of too a high. bar too high that makes sense right you yes. want a law that says that that you can name to sound something reasonable right like protection of justice administration act protection against online falsehoods manipulation act so this one would be like uh, you know like uh, the the good governance of Singapore Act or something like that protection against foreign interference in Singapore's politics act right and everyone's gonna be like yeah we don't want that that makes sense but then you yes correct you, know? you, you always have to take oh, cue from how these speech writers uh, in uh, for the ministers do mm. they would cite something they would go on slippery slope and yeah, say yeah, yeah. all sorts of yeah, 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 all yeah. says all nonsense and say this is why why yeah. the laws that hey, okay. To prevent anyone from saying that I'm just talking nonsense, right? Let's take a look at POFMA. Mm. Has the POFMA been practiced as what it has been described as? I did two videos <laughs> explaining yeah. why it hasn't. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't. It yeah. hasn't. They will sell us one uh, thing and they will I, then use it I, differently. I, I, in my case, okay, I yeah. was given, uh, I got five POFMAs. Uh, <laughs> I got five POFMAs. All of it, I appeal. Uh, just saying that. Uh, yeah. Okay, one of it, uh, I'm. Uh, legally appealing to the high court yeah. is uh, about uh, uh, Ho Ching salary. An <laughs> article that's on Ho Ching salary. That was uh, uh, how, how much is your salary? Uh, the, uh, so basically a Taiwanese news channel alleged that the Ho Ching salary is 100 mil a year. Annual mm-hmm. salary is 100 mil a year. Pogma was issued on me. Yeah. Uh, uh, not the Taiwanese outlet. Uh, on DOC. Uh, yes. And not Taiwanese outlet. Yes. Isn't Pogma meant to be targeted at the foreign entities? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they specifically <laughs> said against foreign interference yeah. when they yeah. talked about it in the Green Paper, the Select yeah. Committee, in the news mm. media. It's all about, oh, foreign, no. you know, no. uh, manipulation, undermine our, uh, you know, governance, our society. And they've only used Pogma against Singaporeans or you know people who used to be Singaporeans yeah, with the lone exception being lawyers for liberty I think mm-hmm. 
It's still it's yes. The, yeah. That's that's not. But but that's just crossfire. Because, yeah. uh, but you were the main target. Yeah, Melvin right? was the main target. Kristen yeah. Kristen was also yes. uh, involved. So yeah. if it was launched for uh launched for Liberty just alone, they might not have been going uh, been given the Bofma. Mm. Yeah. I want, I want to jump in here and yes, ask okay. a question, right? Which is, um, you know, yes, I know none of this makes any sense mm. whatsoever, right? POFMA didn't make sense and, and this is not going to make sense. How are you going to define? How are you even going to try and hypocritically um, remove foreign interference when, you know, we live in the age of globalization, yeah. where we live in the age of lobbying, right? We live in the age of uh, huge international interconnectedness, right? It's, it's all bullshit, right, frankly. So we know that. But I think practically what's going to happen here is that a lot of these um, individuals who may be affected, such as yourself in uh, New Narrative, you know, there's going to be a chance where I foresee you'd have to take out foreign funding, right? Any sort of foreign funding that you have, and it would just be local funding at that point. Don't you think... Like, this, you know, preemptively before I, the law comes in. No, I, I don't think it's... Uh, again, I don't think it, the target's on funding. All right. I, I don't think the issue is on funding. Yeah. Because if fun, if funding was the issue, yeah. uh, they would have come up with a different law, mm-hmm. uh, I, I believe. Uh, they know for a fact, uh, because you have they have ISD and like uh and etc. So they know exactly how much money we have. Yes. He have, I have, yeah. uh, how much our entity have. So they know funding is not an issue. Mm-hmm. The issue is we still have support from overseas. Yes. So So wouldn't the move here I, be to preemptively I, remove all support from overseas? So that's the that's the point I wanted to even push even further. Is there any point holding on? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is no, the, the problem that I have with uh, us holding on, right, is that you have the law keep changing mm-hmm. to try and corner us, you know, uh, corner us and hurt our, uh, make us lose the ra- um, uh, go off the race. Mm-hmm. But yet we should hold on without support from the public. Mm. And somehow or another, the public is like taking things for granted and say, that, hey, you're, they are still okay. So there's no need to voice against the law. Mm. So to what point? To what point is it that is not acceptable to what point that laws are being changed to achieve their goals right Mm -hmm. that is not acceptable Mm -hmm. people have to realize that you if you don't make noise at the very beginning you at the very end to the to the uh to the point where the law that's being passed is not acceptable you will realize that you don't even have a voice Mm. people don't realize that when the circle is closing right you don't voice out when the moment the circle is actually on your foot, yeah. you have the voice from the moment you see the circle closing to you. Mm. Uh, and people don't realize that this is the classic frog in the, in the boiling, boiling water. water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because really, by the time that normal citizens realize that the law has gone too far, the, the existing laws has already made it illegal for you to voice out. Mm. Mm. But this is also mm. what I'm afraid of because mm. like, um, yes. there's so much fear, right? Yes. And the PAP has been coasting on so many of their past achievements for so long. By the time we have the courage to actually vote out the PAP and and, (laughs) try someone else, it will be when Singapore is already... You know, in smoking ruins already, then we'll be like, okay, yeah, maybe now we should try some something else. You know, I, I, okay, I, but but I don't think that would that would come as in, in terms of the smoking ruins, but because my fear is that it's going to take a genuine genuine absolute disaster 
for us to have the courage to try a different uh, party, different leadership, different government, right? Until we actually hit the point where there's such a massive disaster, only I, then I'll give, I give you a scenario. Um, say, for example, if they were to change the condition of election. Mm-hmm. Like how? I don't see them change. You mean like making it even less free and fair than, what do you mean change? Yeah, yeah. Ch- less free and fair. Yeah. Pe- only people of certain caliber can, can contest. Like, I mean, like, like what you have Hong Kong no, like, be- because oh, like, be- like Hong Kong because <laughs> y- y- the thing is right under Singapore yeah. ho- under Singapore constitution yeah. so long you have two third majority you can change the constitution as yeah, and when yeah, you yeah, like yeah. but isn't that a step too far no even? but but that's the thing if I de- even if Lee Kuan Yew didn't dare he, no, he actually talked about changing one man one he, vote he was just paranoid back then because back yeah. then there's no way PAP would be voted out no, there's no viable opposition PAP was still doing a great job yeah, yeah. he was just paranoid by lose, by, because of losing a couple of seats the JBJ and Chelsea yes yeah. but, but in the event say if the government or if the incumbent finds that the next election is he he or she uh, they, the party would definitely lose right would they be put in the position that they would consider changing the uh, constitution mm. we, I'm not saying that it would but the thing is let's, mm. let's consider this as a possibility is there anything stopping them from doing that I would no, say nothing. No, no, no there's nothing <laughs> that's, stopping that's, them. No. That's the thing. People have to no. realize that there's nothing stopping them from chasing the constitution to affect the election. Yeah. And and we have already seen from past election that the the condition, the the way how the elections held can be changed yeah. uh, just two weeks before the, the yeah. holding election. Yeah. So 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 the thing is you we have to put this in the back of mind that there's nothing beyond them mm-hmm. to hope on power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apart from people like us, like going around the whole campaigning and but, saying, but there's, hey, but, but there's no know. point, right? This, this, uh, it's, it's not like a. Well, I mean, mm. I guess if we can, yeah. but that's part of why they're clamping down on us yeah. because we can then no traction. Take, take something like that yes. and then like make it uh very or, or make it harder for foreign investment into Singapore and that and you know the number one thing our government the, the weakness right yeah. is that our economy is so reliant yes. on foreign funding that uh the government has to you know bend over backwards for to 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 uh that, that's what that's you know, for foreign capital that's what they say used for justification but in reality they, that doesn't happen right? <laughs> uh because mm. the master is so rich okay on paper uh, <laughs> uh, that they, they could just uh, sustain the uh, economy Singapore Singapore reserve uh, in, in, in total 50% or do, huh? 50% of our GDP comes yes. from foreign companies with at least 51% foreign ownership yes. what happens if all that money goes away the question to be asked uh, back to the minister is that how much is the government subsidizing the, this uh, yes. all this yes, that's I, true, right? I know for sure that all this uh, G, uh, GLCs right uh, sorry, uh, the MNCs right they have their lands uh, uh, the land the part of land being subsidized by uh, EDB mm. some of them being courted over they have tax breaks there's a reason why they are here they are not here because we have uh, the talents because we give a lot of consensus when it comes to like uh, tax when it comes yeah, to yeah. Uh, concessions yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. so when, yeah. when they say the GDP comes from there how much we are giving back in return? Back in return, hmm. uh, when 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 we have these figures again, no transparency. Yeah, if, no, we don't if, know. If we if we were to really mark out in terms of how much dollar and cents we get mm-hmm. from this MSCs, maybe none because if, if well, I mean, I'm sure we get something, uh, but yeah, uh, I see your point. Our business taxes are very low as well. Yeah, low concessions. Yeah, 
And um, so, so what's and let's not forget the idea of bringing NNCs into Singapore was the idea of bringing child of Goking Sui. And Goking Sui's idea was the skill transfer. Yeah. And and after 30 years, what happened? <laughs> Why is the skill still with MNCs? <laughs> so this, uh, people have to realize that, hey, something is wrong. There's a reason why MNCs are still kept here in Singapore because to continue, continuously justify the, oh, we cannot shake the, 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 uh, what's that? the confidence of the foreign investors and therefore mm. we need to have all this auditorium uh, laws. Authoritarian, right. Yeah. Okay, I just want to take a few mm. questions yeah. because we've mm. been here 90 minutes and Terry's been very generous with his time. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he's got a, a lot of work to do. I'm not so really. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to uh, look at Facebook and uh, can you look at YouTube? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so we have a question actually here from, I think it's Paul from here. Oh, oh wow. Who right. says, don't you think that all this repression and the attacks are simply a manifestation of insecurity and weakness among the ruling party? Surely if they were more confident that they were right, they would welcome an open debate. So what do you think? Yeah, strongmans, uh, you, you, you put out strongmans for... for for uh, to attack individuals because you have nothing concrete to back back against because if we really are confident with what you're being criticized for just put out figures but you know, but uh, with all the coverage that we've been uh, with all the news that we've been seeing like what what especially during the committee of supply debate you see all fluff uh-huh. nothing substantial uh, you put out all sorts of figures but then it's people people themselves they know for a fact that their life is not getting any better if their life is getting better, uh, just like what we had in the nineties, right? No, no way Sengkang would have uh, been won by Workers Party. That's that's a fact. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I think that it it definitely you know there is a certain streak within the PAP which mm. would do this even if they had a lot of confidence, because you look at Lee Kuan Yew and the founding DNA of the PAP. The you know Lee Kuan Yew was paranoid even when things were good. <laughs> he was paranoid. I, so I, I think, I, I suspect they come from that, that same generation of, um, you know, you remember Andy Grove, the founder of Intel, who said only the paranoid survive? Uh-huh. You know, Lee Kuan Yew, I think, also comes from a, a certain very deeply insecure place. If you look at Michael Barr's book and how Lee Kuan Yew yeah. is so insecure about a lot of things, and that, and, and that uh, DNA has kind of bred itself into the PAP, you know? Okay, if I were to compare it, uh, Lee Kuan Yew is a paranoid uh, politician who, who basically does the right thing to to uh, to ensure that his nightmare will not come true. So he offers the carrot and stick. So to politician that is to, uh, that would cause a um, possible disturbance, right? He would offer a carrot, uh, he would hit the person, but also offer a carrot. Right. But the current incumbent, right? What they do is, I believe what they're doing is self-fulfilling prophecy. They, they, they are doing things that basically would just eventually uh, create their, what they are fear the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the difference between the two, two leaders. Uh, the paranoia might be the same, but the way how they achieve to address their nightmares are different. Right, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. I, yeah, yeah, I see there's, um, and I, I think it's also a certain breadth of vision. Yes. Because uh, yes. Lee Kuan Yew, in some ways, was building some something oh. new and <laughs> was, um, he was willing mm. to destroy for the sake of building something new, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the current 
uh, politicians, all they have is what Lee Kuan Yew built. Yes. And they're so terrified of losing that. Yeah. They don't really have a vision for the future. No, no current, you know, uh, 3G PAP politician, let alone 4G, has really articulated a yeah. clear vision for Singapore that isn't simply, let's just keep what Lee Kuan Yew built and tweak it slightly. Right. Yeah. All right. So I want to take a question here right now as opposed to Terry. Do you intend to move some of TOC's operations to overseas uh, to spread out the risk? Yeah. No, the, the, the reason why I remain in Singapore despite moving most, majority of our ops overseas is that the moment if TOC is a, a, a only operate, uh, foreign base uh, site, right? Mm-hmm. IMDA will come in and say that, oh, you're a foreign site and therefore ban, ban you from operating. Mm-hmm. Now they can't say that because I'm here. So yeah. any anything degree, right, they can come after me. Uh-huh. They, so they cannot say that, oh, TOC is a foreign site trying to inf- interfere, even though it's operated by by a Singaporean uh, to, or, or to what's that? Uh, to interfere with Singapore politics. Yes. So, so the moment I were to base myself overseas, TOC cannot operate as it is today. Okay. Well, what do you mean by cannot operate? Yeah. As in, it would, it would just be banned. Can they do that? Yes. Okay. Under under the Broadcasting Act, yes, they can. So that would kind of be like um um. It's just like, like what happened to uh, uh what's that? State time review. State time review, where yes. they, where it's like you have to get a VPN to access. Yes. It, like that. Oh yes. wow. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. Under Singapore so lawyers. Why, why do you, why do they, you know, why don't they come after me then? Because I, I don't know if everyone out there realizes, but New Narrative has no Singaporean <laughs> presence whatsoever, aside from the fact that I'm Singaporean and I'm only here because of the pandemic. Normally I live in Oxford. Uh, we have no legal, financial, you know, physical presence in Singapore whatsoever. We're a UK company headquartered in Kuala Lumpur with um, employees in. Uh, Bandung, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, uh, Bangkok, Phnom Penh, right? Um, I so I'm not sure why they they haven't simply banned banned <laughs> us. Um, I suppose the model that we are based on is the same as say the New York Times or the BBC. People here and anywhere in the world can buy a subscription from us. Mm-hmm. But yet we end up being seen somehow in the same headspace, right? The same category, independent media in Singapore. Even though our models are like, you know, totally opposite. You're 100% Singapore. I'm 100% out of Singapore. And yet we're somehow seen, we're lumped together. Mm. Okay, what, what's the difference? Um, not to be rude, but you don't have the traction yet. Mm. The, moment, the, the moment you have traction, meaning you have a sizable uh, following uh, and and been hearing through the grassroots, they will move into it and, and mark you as foreign intervention. I suppose that's what and this they, law is for as well. Uh, I mean, the law will uh, also give them a basis to mark yes. us as foreign intervention. Yes. Because right now, uh, right now, any move against us under current laws, we can easily say, as we did with you know Asia 1 and the election mm. advertising, we can easily say, well, why aren't you going after you know, C, uh, CNA, for example, or never mind CNA. Why don't why you go after BBC, New York Times, South China Morning Post, Al Jazeera? Because it's the exact same business model. Correct. And all of those, even I, many of them have offices in Singapore. We don't even have offices in Singapore, mm. but, it, you know, it's the same. Um, but the offices actually make a difference. Yeah. It does. It does. Uh, for, which is why they bought you, uh, bought New Nature from opening an office here. Because, yeah, because that's that's the thing. They preemptively yeah. stopped us. Because if you have an office here, then yeah. 
you they cannot say that oh you're an indig- uh, illegitimate uh, site yeah. or, or, or of it. Yeah. So the the fact that you don't have a physical presence here, uh, basically would allow them to say all sorts of things about you, saying that you're foreign based, you're, you're this and that, foreign funded, you are you have Josh Solos behind you, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So okay, the uh, the one was like, uh, is TOC working with any opposition? Basically, we work with anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether is it member or public right. opposition, opposition uh, members, mm-hmm. uh, opposition, uh, opposition supporters, yeah, uh, even uh, former PAP MPs would yeah, it's fine with us. Uh, yes. yeah. I mean, I think in, in general, when it comes to alternative or independent yeah. media, we, I mean, we're quite open to to anybody. Yeah, we're definitely open because you know, they, if we were like deranged or we we. Uh, say all sorts of crazy stuff the government is so easy for the government to just come after us yeah. and then um, charge us for something that's mm. uh, just like what happened in uh, Alex Tan's case but mm. the thing is they can't and that's why they have to create all this law <laughs> bear in mind we, we, we were the first to sp- be sp- uh, uh, slapped with POFMA uh, mm. uh, offense of POFMA uh, sorry POHA sorry POHA, right? Poha, 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 right, right. And, and POHA by the government. No one, no one, no one That's expected... The protection against... Uh, harassment, uh, harassment Act. Yeah. 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 No one expected the government to be using, uh, especially Ministry of Defence, to be using uh, the uh, POHA uh, to defend him, uh, itself from uh, from a, a news outlet. And and it was after uh, successful uh, defence by Eugene Tarasignam, mm. a law firm, yeah. Uh, that we won the case mm-hmm. and the government are barred from using POHA mm-hmm. and subsequently POFMA came yeah. and we are subject to it and now we are still we, we are also the one challenging the the POFMA mm-hmm. if POFMA if the appeal were to be won the ministers can also forget about using POFMA mm-hmm. which is why which I uh, I would I would surmise that it is also the reason why you have this new law because mm-hmm. you have new laws coming up to to uh, for the government to cover up the loopholes, yeah, uh, uh, like like yeah. oh loopholes. For the example, the two o nine public order act. Yeah, why was people are always this have this question? Why is it that a one person assembly is illegal? It all comes back to this two o nine public order act, where Ken Shamugam said, "What should be the number?" Because before that, it was five. Anyone, uh, any more than five is mm. illegal. But because in 2009, prior to that, I think a year or so, right, you have people assembling in three, mm. one, yes, and, and, the, and the police were like, oh, what would you do? It's not illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would you do? They can only like try to barricade uh, against them. But it, because of their act, garnered a lot of media attention and also public interest. Mm. So that's where Ministry of Home Affairs came out of this uh, Public Order Act, mm. making one person illegal. Which is crazy, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So ultimately, I it, it feels like they're going to pass all these laws yes. where the the discretion just lies with the minister Ministers. or some appointed agency because that's the only way to guarantee a law that is sort of loophole proof because it just then becomes entirely arbitrary. So this is possible to. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, I I, I kind of want to. Okay, I actually have a yeah. question for you, both of oh, you yes, actually yes. Uh, from Alfred in the YouTube chat. Uh, sorry, Facebook chat, mm-hmm. um, where he says, "I understand new narratives, direction, and their goal." Bracket activism. Mm-hmm. What about Wake Up Singapore and TOC? What's your end objective? Ooh. So I guess this is a kind of theory of change question, which I've thankful, <laughs> uh, which I've been able to avoid up till this point. Uh, <laughs> Terry, you want to go first? Since yeah, you're like, the Terry, man Terry, Terry, what's your end game? You yeah. know, like we can't, you can't do this forever. I can't do this forever. No. What's the end game? It's uh to have a, 
is to actually have a alternative uh, media out- because in Singapore if you study mass comm which which uh, media outlets can you go to okay but now now I think there's a, there's a couple uh, but the uh, no actually it's it's still just that three so you have the SPH media corp then now you can go to mothership uh, because mothership have the money um so you it's actually not diverse in the sense that if you are a reporter with a very liberal mindset uh, you you can forget about pursuing your what what you want to pursue as what what your interest it lies in those agencies because you'll be told to actually toe the line uh someone actually mentioned about mothership is okay but never asked that hard question if you realize right they don't really do much of the commentaries they simply report yeah. uh, or republish the the, the co- opinions by individuals but that, that's their model you see the idea is to publish a lot of uh, like uh, seamlessly harmless uh, articles and uh, all this like uh, I wouldn't say clickbaits but but things that uh, interest people and then slot in all these opinions by say the PAP minister slot in this by the ministry mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's like trying to feed veg- uh, uh, spinach to an unwilling kid that's the uh, I would I would let's say that's the mothership model. You, you, uh, they they run all this uh, fancy stuff, all these stories, and then yeah. in the middle, it stuffs some of the n- narrative, uh, mm. from the government, and and hopefully we uh and hopefully coerce the young, the youth from change uh change to have this particular mindset. But but yeah. it, I, so far I see I see that they're quite un- unsuccessful because <laughs> instead of instead. Of, Instead of pushing for the government the narrative, they are, they are bringing more of the incompetence of the government. <laughs> really, you know what I'm uh, I give for example, uh, there was one exchange that uh, Ng Chi Ming had with an uh, uh, oppos- opposition member. I forgot what, is it Pritam or whatever? In, instead of, because the, I think the video tried to paint Chi Ming as the one who won the, the debate. But yeah. people were scolding Chi Ming all the way uh, and, and was supporting the other guy. So, so in, in I think uh, I think it's Dao Dao Kiang. Okay. So, so, the thing is, some people don't realize but but yeah mothership operates in that mail because you have to bear in mind who's their paymaster mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. yeah yeah so back to the question though your, oh, uh, my, my, uh, what was the end game yeah oh, wait so, so again uh, I'm sorry I distracted from that uh, the end game is you, you would need to actually have alternative uh, uh, media mm-hmm. platform that is sustainable paying paying working wages able to pay working wages for for people who are who want to be in this particular line of work yeah. uh, whether is it for internship training or whatever but but we I'm I, I'm actually like it's like 10,000 miles away still still, still so mm. far mm. because the thing is so long Singapore's government's uh, governance doesn't change uh, I don't see that possible because you know they if any, if I were to have any Singapore-based writer uh, or or staff, it's very likely that the police would go after them, asking them to turn yeah. up for investigation oh, to yeah. assist, even though if they have totally nothing to do with the thing, mm. they out of out of suspicion from the the police officer, they could jolly well do that. Yeah, and and that's the question uh, that that I answer. That's a problem I have because how would a normal student in like mass uh, who, who has interest in reporting be willing to go into this especially early in the start of their career because once you yeah. once you start with this you're, you're gone for the rest of your career this is this mm. is a, a really important like in Southeast Asia a lot of media outlets don't pay 
fair wages, yeah. living wages. Mm. And of course, Singapore's living costs are way, way higher than anywhere else in Southeast Asia. So it's really hard to sustain something that is, you know, purely just Singaporean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I hope, you know, we, we do succeed in getting a, a sort of sustainable, independent media. And frankly, it's not hard. It's not. It's just a, having sizable number of people supporting. Uh, yeah. you, you take, for example, Straits Times. Straits Times sells about, um, I think, 100,000 newspaper a day. That's thousand. What that means they have income of hundred thousand a day. That's three million a month from this Actually, it's it's yeah. it's not a, a lot. It's not a lot for uh for for uh for mainstream media. It cannot support their their stuff, especially uh SPH uh, CEO. But 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 uh but it is definitely enough to pay work, uh a, a significant wage to oh, yeah. to Singapore based writers. Yeah, and hundred k, you know if. People who I consult with in terms of fundraising always use this example. Singapore, uh, Singapore has like forty uh, percent opposition supporters, sixty percent uh, PAP supporters, and if the forty percent were to actually pay for the uh, newspaper, uh, we would have enough to survive. Yeah. But in reality, people don't think that way. Right? Uh, and only uh, I currently only have three hundred subscribers. Mm. Yeah, so so from three hundred to hundred k, that's that's too far way to go. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that kind of a lot of ways to answer the question what is the end goal for Wake Up Singapore right but you know uh, I think one way to try and answer that question is that um, a lot of what Wake Up Singapore is doing and is interested in doing and interested in trying to achieve is in part based off of the work that TOC has done and is doing right Mm. because a lot of us we got out um, I mean myself in particular right like um, I got into politics largely through volunteering and working with uh, TOC that's where I learned uh, activism. That's where I learned media. That's where I learned alternative media in Singapore. Um, and a lot of times when we are deciding how to push forward and how to move forward, it's always kind of in response to TOC. So TOC does long form articles. Um, they do uh, news as it breaks, right? More uh, really like trying to be um, an alternative to the state run media, right? Yeah, so Russia, wake up, Singa- yeah. yeah. So wake up, Singapore kind of looks at that, and we're like okay, so what can we do to kind of complement mm. what TOC is doing? And so what we do is very short form stuff, memes, um, opinion pieces, uh, graphics or, or short ideas that try to point out hypocrisies or stress points in the state's narrative or in this on, or in like conservative ideology. So um, yeah, I would say that a lot of what we, we've done is in a way based off of and responding to and trying to support the work that TOC has done because you guys are like the the OG you know like you were there mm. first you, you set alternative media up and Wake Up Singapore in a way has is trying to sort of keep that flame alive and 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 make that flame grow yeah so yeah in a way we owe a lot to you yeah mm. Case in point, what we're trying to do is really keep alternative uh, media in Singapore alive uh, we're looking really at a landscape where um, alternative voices, alternative ideas are being shut down, they are being uh, ridiculed, they are being attacked with all the state apparatus at hand um, and and really, you know, TOC is one way of doing that, right? Uh, you get the news, you get it sort of from a different lens, right? There's, there's this free atmosphere where you can contribute, where you can post your opinion pieces, where you can comment on Facebook, right? And then Wake Up Singapore is just another site where we can try and keep this discussion going 
where we can put out new ideas and alternative ideas um, and challenge the narrative, the dominant state narrative that's being force-fed to everybody. Yeah. Because we have all, we have to remember people consume news, uh, in, sorry, different people consume news in different ways and mm-hmm. through different mediums. People who view Wake Up Singapore might not be the ones uh, who view TOC. Yeah. And then narrative. Same thing mm-hmm. as new narrative wouldn't be looking at TOC in uh, Wake Up Singapore because mm-hmm. all the, the is it's, it's a different audience group basically. Yeah. So so we, we just like work in synergy one Yeah, I think we, we you know we yeah. sort of had this like wonderful yeah. thing going and, yeah. and it it's it's horrifying to me how uh these new laws and this new habit of harassment and abuse of independent journalists is becoming so much more prevalent. Um I'm 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 really sad to see the state of alternative media uh, and it doesn't even look like it's going to get any better. In fact, it looks like it's going to get worse with the laws that are up- upcoming. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, on, on, on one hand, yeah, I have to say really like we, we have a wonderful thing going, right? TOC, New Narrative, uh, Wake Up Singapore. There's, there's nice synergy, you know, um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's so difficult. And I think we really need to come together and put our support in and with TOC right now, you know. As you um, the media outlets. Yeah. 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 Mm. Thank you to all the subscribers of TOC. Mm. Thank you. Please, everyone, mm. do subscribe. Mm. Should we should we call a halt then? It's been. Uh, yeah, we're coming to two hours. Yeah, it's mm. almost two yeah. hours. Yeah. Uh, I think. Maybe we, Terry, can you end off with like yeah. a short last sentence? What can we do? What can uh, the public do? Uh, everybody who's watching this and everybody who will watch this, what can they do in their own way? Sorry to be pragmatic, but but, but, but <laughs> I you know, at, word. Uh, at end of the day, end of the day, it's really about money. The, the the reason why mainstream media can be doing what they are doing, the reason why the government can be doing what they are doing, is simply because they have the money to burn. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, it's we are burning simply from our passion, mm-hmm. uh, and the passion will run run dry someday, <laughs> and 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 doesn't help help it if one day one of us we will just call quits mm. uh, and and where's the surety that someone else will come will come uh, go on board mm. well, of course we're not holding the members of public uh, ransom to say oh if you don't fund us we'll just quit but but we are we are just re- uh, relaying a reality to you that we want to do what we are doing uh, and for the sake of the public but the thing is if we don't have the kind of uh, support that we need to continue functioning there, there will be a day that we, we would have to close down uh, especially not not just from the lack of resources but also the the harassment from the establishment uh, mm. uh, by the abuse of state resources yeah so the it, people need to realize you cannot wait say every five years and say oh this is the day this is the time that we vote them out and realize that oh the PAP uh, won more votes than the last mm. general election reason why because people don't understand what is the uh, the reason why they should or should not vote for the incumbent and that's where media comes in because mm. you you cannot expect people to make such an important decision of uh, changing a government simply because of two weeks of campaigning or you yeah. know sorry less than two weeks of campaigning yeah, nine days yeah nine days yeah. so so in order for them for people to make the right choice on election day you have to have a uh, prolonged camp- uh, wasn't campaign prolonged Discussion. education process yeah. where people would will realize what 
what are the facts and the the pros and cons on what the different politicians are pushing uh, uh, take for example minimum wage where workers party is pushing for and and along with uh, PSP and other political parties and what PAP is saying where why minimum wage cannot be worked and they have to rely on the progressive model uh, I, we we could have a month long series on on this issue and and to to examine why and if you notice the mainstream media is just parenting parenting what the uh, ministers are saying mm. they are not really coming out and saying okay if we were to go this line what would be the uh, the outcome and we we should also look at the other countries how have their uh, minimum wage system in the world and, and it's so funny that every every time when we try to relate to other countries if we say uniquely Singapore we, 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 we can't follow them because, uh, even though they have shown success uh, Hong Kong for example Hong Kong has minimum wage has have their economy collapsed no no right mm-hmm. yeah so, so that's where Ending off, we need support mm-hmm. from the members of public. Uh, we are fine. Okay, not not really that fine, but we we are so far okay with the current state prosecution harassment. But the thing is, what we cannot avoid is we eventually might have to, will have to give up if we don't have the resources to to mm-hmm. continue our work. Yes. Yeah, so everybody, please do support the online citizen, right? The big figure, the originator of alternative media in Singapore here in very, very dire straits at this time, uh, as well as the whole of alternative media in Singapore, right? So uh, another way that you can support, please like uh, and share this video, right? Of course, getting the word out, um, showing the absolute severity. I cannot stress that enough. The absolute severity of the situation on hand is paramount right now. Don't let this story fade out of the news cycle uh make sure that people know about it right discuss about it talk about it right get people who you know to support because this really could be the end of alternative media in singapore you know it's toc under attack it's new narrative under attack um i want to say that it's going to continue but what else do we have left i mean really you know it's these are the last few institutions the last few bastions of free speech and alternative media in singapore so please find any way that you can to support whether that be shares or by supporting monetarily yeah okay so i i just want to finish um by answering that question uh building on what terry said people often ask what can i do how do i create change you know i want a better singapore and i think there's just three things the first thing is you gotta step up take personal responsibility Mm. change will only happen when you step up and want to create change and are willing to to actually put in the work, right? You can't wait for the next person to do it. The second thing is empower yourselves. And that can be so many different things, but you've got to educate yourself, right? Read the stuff that TOC is publishing so you are you understand what the issues are in Singapore and you have this different perspective. Mm-hmm. Read the stuff that Wake Up Singapore is publishing. Read the stuff that New Narrative is publishing. We're trying to help you educate yourself about important issues in three different ways, mm-hmm. right? Daily news, memes, in-depth, uh, research plus videos plus comics plus podcasts you know we've got so much out there to offer you but you have to educate yourself mm. and the third step is very simple it's the 
only and oldest way of political change in Singapore, collective action. Find other people, help them empower themselves, help them educate themselves, and then get together and find more people, build up a bigger and bigger group, and through that, right, create change, whether it's as simple as a letter writing campaign, whether it's as simple as going for uh, meet the people sessions, whether it's uh, taking even more steps like joining an NGO, a civil society group, joining uh, a political party, right? Collective action is the simplest and oldest and indeed the only way of creating political change throughout human history. Mm. And these are the resources. We're providing you the resources. So please do support what Terry's doing, what Sean's doing, what New Narrative is doing, because we are providing these supports, uh, um, resources to help you create change. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that note, if you want to take collective action, join the community, join New Narrative as a member, uh, newnarrative.com slash join, donate to New Narrative, newnarrative.com slash donate, uh, and join our community, mm -hmm. right? Collective action is the only way to create uh, long-term, long-lasting, inclusive change for the benefit of all of us. Yeah. So on that note, I want to thank my co-host, Sean Francis Han. I want to thank our guest, yeah. Terry Shi, <laughs> the editor-in-chief of the Online Citizen Asia, who, you know, bravest, one of the bravest men I know, one of the mm. toughest men I know, support him. And I want to thank all of you for uh, joining us today, uh, your comments, uh, your questions on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, thank you very much and see you next time.